Hello and welcome to Watkins Wise Words, a podcast that celebrates conscious, passionate, wise and happy living. Thank you for tuning in and here is your host. My name is Kelly Thompson and I'm one of the development editors at Watkins Publishing, which is part of Watkins Media. And my role as such is basically looking for interesting new ideas and interesting new authors to work with and make books with. And one such author that we have recently worked with for the first time is Liz Cooper, um, who is a long-standing sound therapist um, and founder of the British Academy of Sound Therapy in London, um, and a very lovely person to work with, I will also say, up front. And she is author of our upcoming book, part of a series and that Watkins we have concepted recently called the What Is series and the idea is that we're taking what might have been considered um, mind, body, spirit, uh, potentially new age topics um, but actually with the whole rising interest in holistic health and self-development via things like mindfulness and yoga and meditation, all of which are becoming so much more well-known. It's broadening people's awareness of other things that can give them these similar holistic health benefits. And the idea of the series is to introduce people to these topics in a nice, inspirational, but accessible way. Just start by telling us a little bit about how you got to where you are and what you view sound healing as before we talk about the book in particular. Well, basically, I've been interested in holistic health for about 30 years. I'd always been drawn as a young person to to trying to find alternative ways to improve improve health and well-being. Pursued lots of different courses mm-hmm. as, as a hobby, really, and an interest. Um, different energy medicine, Reiki, spiritual healing, colour therapy, crystals and so on. Body work and massage as well. And um, wanted to actually be able to to practice for a living but at that time that was sort of the mid mid 80s it was very very difficult well certainly early 80s when I got involved in in sort of more more sort of spiritual healing and and Reiki and then throughout the 80s I was getting more involved in body work and other practices but um, it was so new even though ancient this is the thing (laughs) ancient stuff but it was it. You were either a nutcase or a witch or a hippie. Yes. Or, you know, if you were interested in in alternatives or complementaries, should we say? And and people, I remember going to an exhibition one day, and it really dawned on me because I was asking people, "What do you do to look after your health holistically? You know, are you interested in holistic health?" And people didn't actually know what the what word holistic meant. meant. Isn't that amazing to think? No, I... <laughs> and it's, it's just incredible. Yeah. And and I really sort of took a step back from that, and I thought, wow, there's so much education that needs doing. Yes. First, before you introduce all of these these things, so so I then took a step back from my therapies, and I started organising exhibitions, and I did. Uh, I had a marketing and advertising. I was working at the time. So I started up a little part-time um, sort of PR company looking after practitioners. And um, 
And then with all of that that was going on, I I burnt out basically. Um, I had a really busy, busy advertising job and um, I'm trying to get all of this other stuff off the ground. It was just too much. And my, my body, because I think really when I reflect back on it now, my body was saying to me, just give up the day job. Yes. <laughs> but I was I was too scared to Yeah, resisting it completely. It was it was just too much of a of a of a of a leap of faith to take. At that time I had my own power, my little own little flat and it was at the time of the first recession before this one, so you know, it was a dodgy time anyway. So there I was in bed. And um, and I had ME and uh, which is like a chronic fatigue syndrome and chronic anxiety disorder as well. So I was unable to go out of the house and I didn't have the energy to go out of the house, even if I did want to go out. And um, and I was in a pretty bad way, to be honest. And so I just began to use my voice. Um, I'd done a singing workshop um, as part of my PR thing that I'd done. I'd worked with a woman who did who did taught people how to tone and overtone and it wasn't for healing it was just for the heaven of it you know that she did and and I thought well I can do that so I started I started just doing that from from my bed really and just to explain so toning is just is essentially just singing on one note right yeah, yeah. And overtoning is where you split the note into various different harmonics, which become audible. And it's based on a, there's a Western style now, but it's based on a Mongolian sort of technique originally. And um, so I was just doing that. And then I realized sort of how much better I felt. Yeah, this, amazing. This is amazing. And, and then one day, particularly one day, I had a really bad headache and um and I just thought, oh, I'll run a nice bath, candles, you know, the whole thing. Got into the bath and I thought, oh, acoustics are pretty good in the bathroom. So I started using my voice and then I realized I didn't have my headache anymore. So that is, um, that's where I got to where I now, really, if you like. Fast forward, sort of 20, 23 odd years. <laughs> And uh, and there wasn't anywhere where you could train to be a sound therapist. When, when I started to get better, I thought this is really what I want to do. But there wasn't any formal qualifications. Again, it's an ancient thing. There were lots of people working in sound. Um, you know, some brilliant people working in 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 sound. But no as sound form therapists. as, as sound therapist. Yes. Well, as yes, sound running workshops and yes. doing sort of healings and things as well um but there was nowhere formal that you could go and train and get a qualification um and so i contacted the institute for complementary natural medicine said you know i want to be a sound therapist and uh, and they went hmm sound therapy and i could literally hear them this was this was kind of early days of the internet you know nothing you couldn't just kind of google things i could hear them kind of leafing through pages you know Hmm. What is this? What is this? Looking for some sort of sound therapy on their books. They said, no, we've got no courses on sound therapy at all. Um, so I said, well, what do I do? And they said, I'll come back next year. So uh, so at that point, I was quite okay about that. I thought, right. okay, fine, you know. So I started developing, um, I started basically grabbing anybody that would be a willing, <laughs> a willing subject and, um, and and I'd found Himalayan bowls and um, again the voice and um, 
I sort of played different bowls. You know, how do you feel with this? How do you feel with this? Then when, when I was a bit more confident, I then, that was about 1997, I then went out on the road with it, with these 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 techniques. And oh, yeah, with a whole range of instruments, right? And Different yes. instruments, yep, yep. So by that time, it was crystal bowls and drums and gong and mantra and Himalayan bowls and um, and just did, just documented everything and just, you know, how do people feel when you play this? How about that? And then I started, then I travelled a lot. I travelled and, and did and studied a lot with um, different indigenous people, how they use things traditionally. Did some research on the shamanic, the roots, if you like, of, of sound therapy. I put my own sort of research and findings together, um, and in into sort of formalised techniques, if you like, and because I could see patterns in in the way that 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 the sound kind of worked in the body and from a treatment perspective how would you how would you how would that flow yes. if you like and, and I'm just going to interject yeah, so at that yeah, point sure. obviously the title of the book is what is sound healing and the word sound keeps coming up and it's just to touch on something that we talked about a lot in the development of the book and that you then talk about in the book about it being sound healing not necessarily just music which is a question that people often ask because one of the reasons behind the book, that even still when, when I was pitching this as an editor within the company, what is sound healing? I mean, it's the title of the book, but people still don't quite know. You know, So that's the whole idea is to demystify it, you know, and really break it down. What can it do for people? What does it involve? And so on. But for now, can you just say a little bit about that idea of it being sound and not just music? Yeah, sure. Well, with sound, music is organized sound. Yeah. So basically what we've done over hundreds of thousands of years is taken the essence, which is the sound, and we've we've chopped it up into different ingredients, if you like, as if you would bake a cake. Yes. So, so you've got now in a piece of music, we expect a bass line and a rhythm line and several different kind of chord structures and melodic lines and so on. Um, and And so what sound healing is 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 the essence of all of that it's going right yes. back to the roots oh, and right. just working with the, the the long sounds that that we are actually primarily programmed to respond to i mean we're going we're going way back to the dawn of humanity here um where we very first began to walk on two legs and how our our larynx developed and how we began to interact with each other and all of those sounds that, that, that alter our behavior um, over hundreds of thousands of years have shaped the way we now respond to sound yeah. in such a profound way now and I think it's interesting to think about your personal experience as you said when when you were sort of initially sitting in bed and then in the bath it's a good reminder of the fact that you initially not knowing anything about it you used that tool because it was there <laughs> you know you had it already you didn't have to go anywhere and get anything it you know it's an inbuilt thing that we have and in the same way the sounds around us it's ever present we're constantly being affected by them whether positively or negatively um, and it's interesting that we kind of forget about that you know we can take it for granted and that's part of it isn't it it's 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 actually becoming more aware of that in your life, would you say? 
Absolutely. In fact, I, I just had an interview literally yesterday for a blog um, from uh, from a, a headphones company, a leading world leading headphones Brilliant. company, and they are they're fascinated by sound, um, and uh, and that it was about noise pollution and how and how noise as opposed to sound, um, you, as you quite rightly said, affects us. Um, without us really even knowing because we're polluted by it. It's just another type of pollution. We're not breathing it in. Yes. But this time it's kind of um, it's kind of in our heads. And as a result, again, because sound is so powerful, um, sound in the form of noise can actually, it costs billions of euros, billions and billions of euros every year. Um, you know, cost the economy um, and uh, and and so and pounds and dollars, depending on obviously where you are in the world. Yeah, you know, it's it's a very expensive um, thing. Is is noise pollution? And I think that if just having the awareness of what sound is, how we hear, how it affects us. And how we can use sound as vitamins, if you like. I love. I, I just to me, it's like that. You know, to me, you know, if if I need a you know a quick pick me up, I know I can use a particular tone or I can use a particular rhythm, just as if I was going to, I don't know, take one of those fizzy vitamin C tablets in the morning or whatever. You know, if I felt I needed a, a pick me up. I'll come back in a second just to find out how you actually then went on to find the British Academy of Sound Therapy. But um it's interesting just you talking about the sonic vitamins in terms of the book because Although it is exploring what is it, you know, so that people know what they might be able to get from it and the roots of it and how sound is used in different cultures and all of those things. You also, um, I mean, we we worked within the context of the series framework to make sure that there was also a practical element to the book and and, and there's case studies, right, which, which are sort of real life examples of sound healing and sound therapy in action. But then there's also little try it features, which in essence are are kind of some of those little sonic vitamins maybe <laughs> absolutely i think that it's so important i mean when we were in our initial discussions in the beginning before the, the what is series came online yes um you know one of the things i said was it, it, it the proof of the pudding is in the experience with sound you yes. know because i can i can talk for hours believe me i really can <laughs> <laughs> on a, on on the effects of it and i can you know wax lyrical about about how wonderful sound is but it's really got not going to mean anything to anybody unless it lives within you yes. um and you're quite rightly you quite rightly said earlier about how we actually all have this innate ability within us we're we're wired that way you know as as humans so and with music it's 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 a lot easier to kind of get your head around it with music to think that if you're if you're about to go out for a lovely evening out and you know you'll be maybe you're going going dancing or to a club with your mates or something you know what would you put on what piece of music would you put on would you put on um, I don't know, some Zen Buddhist monk chanting, um, or would you put on your favourite dance music? Yes. <laughs> well, I would put on my favourite dance music. Exactly. But, you know, <laughs> I think that's what this book does in that it makes 
it makes us very accessible because of people's connection with music because they can yeah. recognize that and then if you can start to expand that and realize that it's you know uh, just to mention if, if it is being picked up on the recording I'm, I'm Liz and I are speaking across Skype so there's occasional we're, we're getting you know we're, we're getting examples of this live in action by <laughs> lorries going past and things so 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 in a way those things are uh, examples of that noise pollution and and you know, I, I'm actually starting to reflect myself on what my reaction is to those things, you know, and how I can shift that within myself. So even in the context of that, it's interesting in this book. It would be worth picking up on, actually, is the fact that um, we are talking about the book that, you're, um, that you have written called What is Sound Healing, whereas the school that you formed um, based on this discovery that there was nowhere to formally learn the techniques of sound therapy um, is called the British Academy of Sound therapy so yes. so it'll be interesting to just talk about this this how it's viewed the difference of healing versus therapy yeah okay so so sound therapy um when we were we were forming the the um therapeutic sound association um the uh, which is the first governing body for well not governing body but membership body for for therapeutic sound as a whole and and because we were we were all kind of plowing the we were plowing our own furrows if you like in the very beginning because there were no standards yes. so we were having to set standards and we were having to look at themes and out of the 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 whole kind of genre of therapeutic sound has emerged two main themes one is sound therapy and one is sound healing now sound healing is the effect the healing effect that sound has um, and and we've we've researched and we've developed certain techniques which we know people respond to as a rule of thumb um, in a positive way using certain sounds in a certain way. Yes, right? that's what we teach at the academy. The healing effect is what you get when you're when you're exposed to those sounds. Now on top of that, we actually have um, in sound therapy a reflective technique which we use. Um, and that is, that is a, if you like, a framework. It becomes a framework for our experience through which we can make sense of the dialogue that the sound is having in our system um, and, 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 ha and viewing that in the context of our lives and, and using that framework to help us to take our, to shift our awareness really, to become more self-aware, to become more aware of, of the resistance in our lives and to look at how to transform that in that resistance into resonance. Um, so the model that we have is known as the five R's model um, of experiential processing. And so it basically means that the way we process our experience in our model comes under five words which begin with R. <laughs> so we, we call it the five R's for short. Um, and those words are resonance. So when we're feeling sound in the body, so for example, if you're standing in front of a speaker at a concert and you're feeling that bass in your chest, that's resonance. Your body is resonating with that sound. Connection with it. Yeah. There's a connection. Now that connection could be wonderful and positive, in which case it would be resonance. That connection, you might be that might be fearful and scary, and there might be all sorts of beliefs, negative beliefs about it that are triggered by it, which is resistance. 
So basically resonance is life affirming and resistance is life defeating. So if I was working with a client with, let's say, a gong, for example, or whatever it was, and they said to me at the end, oh, that, that, I didn't like that gong, I hated that gong, um, I'd say, okay, that's interesting. What was it about the sound that you didn't like? Oh, it was, it was, it was unavoidable. I couldn't escape from it. I, it was just, it was just, it was like, it was bullying me. <laughs> and so yeah. I might say, okay, that's interesting. Is there any resonance with what's going on in your life and that sound? Because all we ever do is see ourselves through everything. Yes. Yeah, so we're just filtering all the time on a sort of a feedback loop. We're filtering our own experience through everything else around us. And it's no different from the sound. So the sound, the gong isn't bullying that person. They're seeing the the bullying that's in their life and in their experience. (laughs) So so it's about the, it's about the, the, it's about helping them and that that help that facilitation of that experience is, is another r which is reflection yes um and through that reflection through a little bit of dialogue and a little bit of kind of holding the space for that client and gentle questioning then um then that may facilitate release which is another r yes um so so the we've got resonance resistance release um the, the other reflection and the final R is responsibility and that's one of the key ones because um, because we are all responsible for our own process yes. right we're all responsible for our lives <laughs> yeah we're all we're the only ones in our head right and we're the only ones living our lives and so 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 the so that really empowers the client to be able to make positive changes in their lives so think- that's that's why it goes with so well with the sound. Yeah, I, I think that's a brilliant explanation. And I th- just just to, to close things up and thinking about, I mean, all of those things are talked about in more depth in the book. And while, while this book isn't structured around the five hours per se, that is covered within it and given us food for thought. But I think what the message that comes out of that is is very much the idea that while sound healing, sound therapy, um, both have their place, can be used to address all kinds of issues that might be going on in people's lives. Um, it's also really about empowerment, you know, about transformation. Um, so just, just to close up on that note, how would you say, like, who would you say the book is for? And uh, what, what do you think they can get from it? And that would be a nice way to uh, <laughs> finish things. I honestly think this book is for anybody for anybody and everybody, even people who have been working with sound for, for a while, because there's, I'd like to think that there's going to be some new information in there, um, as well as, you know, familiar stuff. Yes. Um, so anybody that really wants to get in touch with themselves at a very deep level using something that is within them, so that they're their own innate sort of ability if you like to respond Absolutely. to the sound um so whether it's it, you know if it's if you haven't got an instrument use your voice you are the instrument then and and that can be an amazing experience and if you haven't or if you want to use an instrument and you don't want to use your voice then just one tiny little thing like a little drum or a himalayan bowl and and it, and it could set you free fantastic 
That's brilliant, Liz. Thank you. And just to clarify again, British Academy of Sound Therapy. So also, if you want to know more, to uh, look up the website for that um, and your own website, which is Liz Cooper, is it .com? It is, yes. Yeah. Um, and in terms of the actual book series, there is now a, um, a website, which is, I don't know if, you, if you've looked yet, it's the whatissseries.com. Um, and that will give a little bit about Liz's book, What is Sound Healing, as well as the other books in the series. Um, and so thank you so much for taking the time. We really appreciate it. Um, and we know you're heading off to China to um, a fantastic music and medicine course, isn't that right, On uh, in just two days. So I hope it, that goes well. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's an international conference for music and medicine. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> fantastic. I hope it goes brilliantly. Thank you so much. Like what you've heard? Be part of our community by visiting watkinspublishing.com, following us on Twitter at Watkins Wisdom or liking us on Facebook.